Professor Millwood left the university building perhaps a dozen times a year, and then only through sheer necessity. Over the past two decades, he'd collected everything he needed from the shops in the Bloomsbury area. For in the final exodus, vast supplies of stocks had been left behind through lack of transport. In many ways, indeed, his life could be called luxurious. No professor of English literature had ever been clothed in such garments as those he'd taken from an Oxford Street furrier's. The sun was blazing from a cloudless sky as he shouldered his pack and unlocked the massive gates. Even ten years ago, packs of starving dogs had hunted in this area, and though he had seen none for years, he was still cautious and always carried a revolver when he went into the open. The sunlight was so brilliant that the reflected glare hurt his eyes, but it was almost wholly lacking in heat. Although the belt of cosmic dust through which the solar system was now passing had made little visible difference to the sun's brightness, it had robbed it of all strength. No one knew whether the world would swim out into the warmth again in ten or a thousand years, and civilization had fled southward in search of lands where the word summer was not an empty mockery. The latest drifts had packed hard, and Professor Millwood had little difficulty in making the journey to Tottenham Court Road. Sometimes it had taken him hours of floundering through the snow, and one year he had been sealed in his great concrete watchtower for nine months. He kept away from the houses with their dangerous burdens of snow and their Damoclean icicles, and went north until he came to the shop he was seeking. The words above the shattered windows were still bright. Jenkins and Sons. Radio and electrical. Television a specialty. Some snow had drifted through a broken section of roofing, but the little upstairs room had not altered since his last visit a dozen years ago. The all-wave radio still stood on the table, and empty tins scattered on the floor spoke mutely of the lonely hours he had spent here before all hope had died. He wondered if he must go through the same ordeal again. Professor Millwood brushed the snow from the copy of the Amateur Radio Handbook for 1965, which had taught him what little he knew about wireless. The test meters and batteries were still lying in their half-remembered places, and to his relief, some of the batteries still held their charge. He searched through the stock until he had built up the necessary power supplies and checked the radio as well as he could. Then he was ready. It was a pity that he could never send the manufacturers the testimonial they deserved. The faint hiss from the speaker brought back memories of the BBC, of the nine o'clock news and symphony concerts, of all the things he had taken for granted in a world that was gone like a dream. With scarcely controlled impatience, he ran across the wave bands, but everywhere there was nothing save that omnipresent hiss. That was disappointing, but no more. He remembered that the real test would come at night. In the meantime, he would forage among the surrounding shops for anything that might be useful. It was dusk when he returned to the little room. A hundred miles above his head, tenuous and invisible, the heavy side layer would be expanding outward toward the stars as the sun went down. So it had done every evening for millions of years, and for half a century only, man had used it for his own purposes, to reflect around the world his messages of hate or peace to echo with trivialities, or to sound with music once called immortal. Slowly, with infinite patience, 
Professor Millwood began to traverse the shortwave bands that a generation ago had been a babble of shouting voices and stabbing Morse. Even as he listened, the faint hope he had dared to cherish began to fade within him. The city itself was no more silent than the once-crowded oceans of ether. Only the faint crackle of thunderstorms half the world away broke the intolerable stillness. Man had abandoned his latest conquest. Soon after midnight, the batteries faded out. Professor Millwood did not have the heart to search for more, but curled up in his furs and fell into a troubled sleep. He got what consolation he could from the thought that if he had not proved his theory, he had not disproved it either. The heatless sunlight was flooding the lonely white road when he began the homeward journey. He was very tired, for he had slept little, and his sleep had been broken by the recurring fantasy.